Welcome back to our podcast. Save it for the podcast. Dot, dot, dot. Dot? Dot, maybe. Hey. Yes. It's good to talk to you again. Well, can I just start off with something? Of course. I want to apologize, first of all, because as you know, and the, the listeners don't know this yet, but I have a loud digestive tract. So if the if you hear some grumblings, that's just my stomach, and I apologize. It might get picked up on the mic. It might not. Yeah. But if it does... It's the loudest digestion I've ever heard. I, I think it should almost have its own microphone. It's amazing. It's strange, but I'm glad... I just wanted to call that out right away. Okay. But uh, let's get to a topic. Save well, it for the podcast. that makes me want to say, like, what's the deal with... We say that a lot. What's the deal with loud digestion? I don't know. Why is mine loud and other people's aren't? I don't know. These are, like, I wish we had encyclopedias that we grew up with. Oh, my goodness. What if we had a doctor on the show? Oh, that would be fun. We could save all our medical questions for them. Yeah, we could do call-ins oh. on, on this fancy machine here. You can do call-ins. We'll plan on that for a future episode. For sure. That'll be so Medical much Medical questions. I'll write that down. Okay. And then people could call in and talk to the doctor. They could save their questions for the podcast. Got it. All right. Fantastic. I was watching a commercial... With uh, Snoop and Martha, and I thought, and I think I said this to you, what can't Snoop Dogg do? I mean, let's talk about his amazingness. Okay. Uh, First and foremost, he was introduced to the world as a musician, so he can totally do that. I think that he... And we're skipping ahead many years, became a football coach and provider of football resources to some teams in California in the Inglewood area, I think. (laughs) I mean, he did a show with Martha, so he can cook, he can uh, star in XYZ, he can produce music. Make music. So sell he's, things. He's comfortable in front of the camera, behind the camera, in front of the mic. I hear he's a good family man. Okay. Grandfather, partner, father, friend. What can't he do? And now on the celebrity hotline. No, he's mm-hmm. not calling in. Um, and look. I guess uh, I didn't know this topic was coming up because we sort of just, we we write down notes and then we talk about it on the podcast. So Oh yeah, there's no pre-production like conference that we have. And we didn't do any research into his background as to what he has accomplished. No, we These simply just... ask each other questions and we don't really <laughs> find the answers because we don't go further than each other. But I think you're right. I think he did actually start like a peewee football league for the youth in a place where he grew up. For sure. Philanthropist. He sells 
products in a fun way. He's a good marketer. He's a pitch man. Yeah. He can dance. Yeah. And if I could just share something with the listeners, um, as we were watching him dancing on Super Bowl Sunday, you gave me what might be one of the biggest compliments I've ever received. And that was, you said, hey, he kind of dances like you a little bit. I think I said, you kind of dance like Snoop Dogg. Okay. A little bit. Whatever it was. I mean. Yeah. I saw some similarities in your style of getting down. Thank you so much. Um, He's an original. And I know that it, the music just moves you in a way that you're not imitating. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just comes out, comes through you. My arms, my legs, yeah. they have minds of their yeah. own and they just start moving. I'm more like um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Elaine. Elaine's thumb dance yeah. from Seinfeld. Yeah. I feel like I channel that in my jerky style. Okay. And of course, you know, I am a, a student of dance. Um, you know this. Because I do. We went to college together mm-hmm. and I took, I'm not going to say a lot of dance classes. Two semesters? Just one. Mm. It was my last semester in college and I had some, what do you call those classes again? Oh, yeah. The ones that aren't pertaining to your specialty. Yeah. They weren't um, required. General education credits. Yeah, I had some, uh, I, I can't think of the word now. Gen eds. Well, they it was it something wasn't... else. Electives. There you go. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Get the ginkgo biloba out. Um, so I had some electives to burn. And could I have taken more classes in my major and become an even better student of my major? Yes, I could have. But you know what I decided to do? I said, you know what? Let me look through the catalog and just pick what would be the scariest class for me to take and see what happens. I didn't know until right this moment that you considered that to be scary. Oh, yeah. Modern dance was scary. I took modern dance. Uh, Yes, it's scary. I never (laughs) took a dance class in my life. And you have tender toes. Okay, that might need some explanation. Dan could be a foot model. Oh, thank you. Another compliment. He has very soft, uncalloused, good-looking feet. They don't. And why? (laughs) Because they do not see the light of day. They don't. I like them wrapped in socks to keep them cushioned and inside of shoes. And your line of work doesn't involve... Rough and tough toes, naked feet, barefoot walking. No, no I don't have to wear steel toe boots. I don't. No. They don't get into harm's way very you much. You wear shoes that fit you. You're mm-hmm. not banging around in a shoe that's too small. So you have tender toes. So you took a dance class and you had to um, expose those toes. I did. In modern dance, you are supposed to be barefoot the whole time, which was fine with me as long as people stayed with uh, at what we now call social distancing. I was making sure that no one got within five <laughs> feet of my, my toes because I didn't want to get stepped on. 
While you were doing that, I was down the street in a different building. I believe it was a different building, taking two semesters. Is a semester 16 weeks? I think so. I was 15. So I took 30 weeks of Tai Chi, also barefoot. Also kind of scary because you had to move your body in a particular way in front of people and in, in front of a mirror that went from floor to ceiling. Was there a bar on that mirrored wall? Like in my We didn't class? use it, so I don't remember. But here's the thing that I'm just thinking of now is we paid top dollar to take those classes. We did. In a private college setting. I didn't think about that until now, that we probably paid, I don't know, $400 and what you're saying classes? is we could have gone down the street to like... Like the Y or, right, yeah. you know, Anytime Fitness. Oh, gosh, I don't want to talk about brands. I'm not endorsing any of these people. I guess the Y is a good thing. But anyway, yeah, we paid a lot of money for classes that did not help us in our future careers. So Tai Chi at our former college, hundreds of dollars. Tai Chi at the Park District, $30. For the same yeah, amount. Yeah. It, that's fine. I mean, the reason I did it was I wanted to do something scary and see if I could pull it off. And you know what? You know what, Malia? Hmm. I did pull it off. You did. I got an A in that class. And okay? it's provided like 20 years of memories and discussion for us. Mm -hmm. I did have to tape my feet to get through the class. Um, you do a lot of work. Um, you do a lot of prancing. Uh, Why? Okay. Prancing. I like that word. And you continue to prance. That's your move. That's like your... Yeah. That's my go-to. Yeah. But you're always on the balls of your feet. But, and I'm not against that, but the surface of the floor, like when you'd have to do spins. Yeah. I think people understand and they've seen the gnarly pictures of ballet dancing feet. Yeah. I, I did not want to put my feet through that. So... The instructor said, you may not take this class and wear socks, but what I will allow is you could put dancer's tape on the balls of your feet. Hmm. So every day before class, I would get there like 15 minutes early, tape up my feet. Um, we also had to wear tank tops. You couldn't wear just like Were a regular Were you the only um, person identifying as male in this class? I was. Wow. I was. Yeah, that can be intimidating. That too was also... Um, Did you meet any eligible bachelorettes? Um, I, you know what? I didn't inquire about their eligibility, but there were nice people in the class for sure. There was even someone um, that we both know in that class. We'll just call her Erica A. Okay. <laughs> Erica A was in that class. And it was it was kind of nice to have a familiar face in the class with me because, like I said, it was a little scary, a little challenging. Um, was I at home practicing prancing around the house? Yeah, I had to because the instructor was very strict on positions um, in dance class. You had it was very much like ballet. You had position one, two, three, yada yada. But let's move on to a different topic. How about that? Yeah, sounds good. I can good. tell by your face you want to move on about yeah. a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, you kind of started talking like a grandpa, just about a memory that the kids don't really 
Yeah, let's reminisce about Dan's life for way too much time. (laughs) Yeah. I have a random wonder. Spit it out. We're very curious people. I think that connects us. We're super curious. I wonder why. I wonder why. How did Mm -hmm. this happen? Who invented that? Who was the first? Well, who was the first person to coin the phrase body butter? (laughs) Body butter. Body okay. butter. Maybe uh, it wasn't a. Well, it was a person in a marketing circle for some company, but was it maybe in the fifties, sixties? Who created? Again, these questions can be answered by Google, maybe. But I prefer mm-hmm. to ask you all my questions. Right. I am your sort of first line of defense. When yeah. you have a question, you ask me first, and then I usually don't have the answer because. We're about at the same level of intelligence. We're about at the same level of schooling. Would we, we do know the about same the in same... Jeopardy? And Perhaps. You surprise me when we play last summer when we were in the cabin with no TV, five days with the kid, and mm-hmm. we played the original Trivial Pursuit game, the original pack of cards, Yeah, a lot of which are no longer valid. You had answers... That surprised me. You knew so much. Okay. So I think you'd be better at Jeopardy. Plus, I think you, I think, despite you not being like the fastest person, mm-hmm. I think you would answer faster. Your brain would connect to your mouth faster and hit the button before me. Well, can I just... Um, but I know some things. Can I open up about something about Trivial Pursuit that I've never told anyone before? <laughs> yeah, please. Just confession, confessional time? Sometimes, okay, when I was growing up, they didn't have the internet. They didn't have all these channels you could watch, you know, on your laptop. There was no Netflix or Hulu. There wasn't content at the drop of a hat to entertain myself. So, you know what I did, Malia? I'm going to guess. Okay. Can I guess? Sure. And let me just, before I guess, let me just say, I grew up with MTV and you didn't. I didn't even have cable growing up. So you haven't seen music videos that I've seen. So when we watched the totally 80s crazy channel that's kind of funky and weird, you have no memory of these videos. You're making brand new memories. First time seeing these. And I'm getting total flashbacks. Okay, I'm going to guess that you, as a 10-year-old-ish, 10, 10, 12, would take the pack of Trivial Pursuit cards and just read them and get the answers. Pretty close. Well, I mean, I would read them and see if I knew the answers. If I didn't, I would memorize the answers. (laughs) (laughs) I started memorizing Trivial Pursuit cards. And I'm kind of ashamed because I I think I was cheating. But because next time I played, no. I wanted to know the props, answers. Props to anyone who can retain that information. I'm just proud of anyone who can remember stuff. You weren't. You're not cheating. You were preparing. Okay, I, I feel better. I feel like I don't feel as guilty now. No, I just thought that. You just absolved me. You watched a lot of sports because you knew a lot of sports answers. That was the the category I memorized first. Wow. 
once I got through all the sports, then I picked and I'm sure you're not alone. You know what I did once with the Rubik's Cube? What did Duh. you do? <laughs> what every frustrated eight-year-old maybe tried to remove the stickers. Oh, peel them off and then stick them. Yeah. Did it work? Once, and then you'd jumble it up and you'd be back to where you started. And then you peeled them off again and they never went back <laughs> on curled, quite the same. Quite a curled up Rubik's Cube. Um, a little bit of Rubik's Cube trivia on my part. Here's a confession for me. Um, as we mentioned in an earlier episode, I am 52 years old. When I turned 40, I was unceremonially let go from a job ceremoniously unceremoniously yeah not ceremonially no there no. was no ceremony it was no, just thanks for working for us yeah. but we can't pay no you fanfare anymore. goodbye yeah you're fired yeah get out of here yeah they said we love you but we just can't afford you anymore bye and so i as also with jenny y was let go mm. anyway um so what did i do i had some time on my hands i googled how to solve a rubik's cube and you know what it's just a system it's just another thing you can memorize and do it's not my jam memorizing you know what i like and it's a different part of the brain i think is simon sure. i'd sit in a dark bathroom with simon um should we explain that for anyone who's under 30 all these are back again all everything old is new again so but the game simon you is can describe there. salmon simon I want to rather describe salmon. I have salmon in the freezer. Maybe that is speaking to us for later. Describe Simon, please. I'll do my best. Okay, so it was a tactile game. Um, there were four buttons. Each one had a different color. I believe they were probably like blue, yellow, red, and probably a green. Yeah. So the three primary colors, and then you throw a green in there too. Um, so Audio. Right. So you start the game off and one of the colors would light up and it would make a tone. So then it was like Simon says, so you have to then repeat what the computer just did. Red, so one. The next time it does two and the next time Red, you get blue. that right, then it does three. And then eventually you just keep going until you can't remember. Yeah, that was I like that. That was good. I wasn't very good at that game. I could only make it to like 72 in a row. Mm. You want to switch topics? Yeah. Something just, I had this image in my head. As it spring is feeling, we have a spring in the air. Spring is coming. So I think about spring activities. And something that we do in Madison is go to the Union Terrace. And I think about these big chairs. I didn't grow up with them there. It's a newer mm. thing. It happened during the decade I wasn't in Madison, and I'm, I'm not sure I'm down with it. Actually, I'm not. What is the deal with oversized chairs? Here we go. You mean, yeah, and it's not just here. It's like any sort of vacation spot you go yeah. to. There's a giant Adirondack chair, and you sit in, and you take a funny picture. And you look like a little person. You look like, what's her face from SNL? Wasn't she on SNL? Oh, boy. See, this is a thing where I can picture her face. Lily Tomlin? Lily Tomlin. Yes. And her character name 
She has a name and everyone knows it. You're listening to this and you know it, but I don't know it. Right. So. And she, she talked like a little a, girl. A big rocking chair. A big chair. rocking chair. And kind of do baby talk. So what's the deal with big chairs in this day and age? I don't know. I mean, it is a photography interest spot for tourists, but I guess I don't like tourists. I just, I'm not down with the vibe of sitting in the big chair and taking a photo. Why not little chairs? Change it up. Tiny chair, big person. I love Tiny Kitchen. That's a series that is incredible. And Jeff Goldblum did a little episode on that Tiny Kitchen. Mm -hmm. Oh my. I love Tiny. Tiny Kitchen. Real food. The best thing I ever saw was when Christine Baskets... Played by Louie Anderson. So the character is Christine Baskets. She's watching Tiny Kitchen and she is just amazed. Look that up. Look up Louie Anderson as Christine Baskets doing Tiny Kitchen. Her commentary You're is welcome. hilarious. Hey, guess what? What? That music means it's just about time for another episode to come to an end. Can you mm. believe it? We're already two episodes deep. Time flies. We could probably cover one more topic in the next minute and eight seconds. Um, well, it's a Sunday. It is. I guess I'm sort of, you know, uh, Sundays are days for nesting, preparing, and uh, family time. <laughs> that wasn't really a topic, but now no. we don't have any time left. We have to just get to our goodbyes. Now. I filled it up. You did. Thank, and thank you for that, because nobody wants dead air. I'm good at filling. Like donuts and... Tea bags. Sure. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening again to episode two of Save It for the Podcast. Dot, dot, dot. 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 Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.